0: Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome once again to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, your host, and I'm happy to have you with me whether you're someone with Asperger Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder or you're a neurotypical. You're all very welcome and accepted here. If you're new to this podcast and you're an Aspie, well you'll find this is a really good place to learn about yourself, your feelings, and ways to discover joy in your life. And if you're neurotypical, This is a really good place where you can learn about life as a person on the spectrum and gain understanding and appreciation for those of us who may seem really different, but at heart are the greatest friends you could ask for. In this episode, we're going to talk about depression. I call this episode Feeling Mighty Low. It reminds me of this old Bugs Bunny short where he's battling a construction crew And after he drops this big container on top of this guy, the door swings open, and he's all disheveled and everything, and he's got little stars around his head, and he goes, I'm feeling mighty low. (laughs) That always makes me laugh. While I know that depression is not exactly the most fun topic, but it is one that might really be a help to you while you're trying to navigate life in two worlds. Before we get going, let me thank each of you for listening and for subscribing and leaving great messages about the podcast, and I really appreciate all the encouragements. We're regularly heard in over 10 countries, and I'm so proud of both our Aspie and neurotypical friends. So, let's get started on feeling mighty low. (laughs) I remember that it was a warm day, perhaps early in the summer. I had just come in from being outside playing. My mother was in the house, being busy, as she usually was. I guess having a family of seven children would make you that way, I guess. And I was feeling particularly sad, as I recall. She must have sensed my feelings and stopped everything she was doing, crouched down to my level, and asked me what was wrong. My mother was the kind of mom I wished every child could have. She was always kind to everyone and always made time to be with her children, no matter how busy she was. She always listened carefully, and her advice was always reassuring. Her voice was soft, but very sure and confident. She was, by far, the wisest person I knew. So, when she asked me what was wrong, I didn't hesitate. Everything, I said. No one likes me. And I remember how I mentioned a few kids by name and telling her how they would make fun of me and they laughed at me. I remember saying how no one wants to play with me. I was so sad and just a touch frustrated at the same time. It was more than a 7 or 8 year old boy should take. Well, depression can take many forms. And for those of us who have Asperger Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, it's extremely hard to shake. And that's especially true as a child. Children have a harder time with depression, mostly because they don't understand it entirely. For example, they don't walk up to their parents and say, Hey mom, or dad, whatever the case may be, I'm so utterly depressed, what do I do? Children have a hard time labeling those emotional issues and it complicates things not only for them, but their neurotypical parents as well. Children generally don't verbalize with a label. They show it in their demeanor and their posture. As we get older and gain in life experience, the nuances of our feelings become easier to recognize, and then we can verbalize it and name it for what it really is. According to the World Health Organization, Depression is, and I quote, a common mental disorder that is characterized by persistent sadness and lack of interest or a lack of pleasure in what should be an individual's rewarding and enjoyable activity. It can also disturb sleep and appetite and create tiredness and poor concentration. Now, the American Psychological Association conclusion is quite similar, and it says, and I quote, A state ranging from unhappiness and discontent to an extreme feeling of sadness and pessimism and despondency that interferes with daily life. Now, for those of you who are neurotypical, you may be thinking, hey, everyone gets to feeling bad once in a while, or that everybody gets depressed. It's how things are. So what's the big deal? Why have a special podcast on something everyone knows about? For the most part, Yes, everyone gets to feeling down once in a while, and most people come out of it pretty quickly. So it truly can be said that for most of the general population, it's not that big of a deal. But for those who have Asperger Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, feeling down often becomes depression. Like many areas of life, feelings and emotions are more accentuated for those of us on the spectrum. According to a study done by Diraj, Rai, Ph.D., and et al., more than 20% of those with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder suffer from prolonged depression, while compared to only 6% in the general population. That's quite a difference. Depression for the Aspie can often be, and most times is, a real struggle. And it stands to reason, because of all the experiences that we go through, Those experiences of being rejected by others, both as a child and as an adult, and it happens a lot as an adult, it's just done with a little more subtlety, and those experiences, regardless of the exact condition of those experiences, have a lasting effect on how you view yourself and the value you place on yourself. As one who has Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder as a child and not knowing it until you become much older, I can tell you from experience that those feelings of hurt and sadness can go really, really deep, and they don't always go away. And because of my Asperger Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder, it tends to build up and reappear at the most unlikely moments. I call those periods of depression cycles, because, at least for me, these periods come and go in waves or in cycles. Now that I've learned about my depression and where it comes from, I can kind of sense the cycles coming on and then try to work my way out before I get too deep into a cycle. You may recall I spoke in an earlier podcast about meltdowns and how to prevent them, that's uh, episode 11 called Grab That Itchy Trigger Finger, if you want to go back and hear it. Some of the same things I mentioned there that help you circumvent a meltdown can be applied here with slightly different variations. For those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, depression is kind of like quicksand. You need help to get out of the quicksand, but you also need to help yourself by not moving, keeping your arms up over your head, or staying as calm as possible. Feeling downcast and hurt can be the beginnings of a depression cycle, and when left alone by ruminating on how bad you feel, or questioning your worth, it quickly becomes that depression quicksand. Now, people with Asperger's are still people. They still live and feel, and they think, and they get sick. And that's exactly what depression is. It's an illness, a sickness. Depression is totally different for everyone who deals with it. And it's one that changes over time. But it's also one that affects Aspies with much greater regularity. So, why is depression something that is very common among those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder? I believe the root of the problem is fear. Let me explain. In large part, most people who are neurotypical through no fault of their own have a distinct lack of understanding and acceptance of Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, which causes misconceptions of what we're like. That's one of the reasons I have this podcast, is to eliminate those misconceptions. Now, this isn't because neurotypicals are mean or anything. It simply means that their life experience isn't like our own. You remember the story at the beginning of the podcast where I was feeling low and I came in and my mother talked to me? Well, let me tell you the rest of the story by telling you what my mother told me. She said, You're a fine boy. And it isn't you who has the problem. It's others who don't understand you. That lack of understanding she mentioned has its roots in fear. The fear of those misconceptions about those of us with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder make for rejection and isolationism. The natural tendency of all of us as human beings is that when we come up against something that is out of place and unknown, we put it at arm's length, pushing it away and isolating ourselves from something that causes us a measure of fear. Now, on the spectrum side of all of this, the fear of being odd, alienated, and cast away as having no value causes us to hide ourselves away and form an unreasonable dislike of isolation and rejection that we receive from other people. Let's take a look now at what we all can do, neurotypicals and Aspies, to battle this depression cycle and the depression quicksand. Let me begin by taking a note of a couple of things. As Aspies, change in our routine is the last thing we Aspies want to do. It ranks right up there with a root canal. After all, our routines are the things that help us stay in control, and as a result can become our safe haven, if you will. Remember, though, that depression can build into that quicksand I mentioned. Keep in mind that the suggestions I am making don't have to be a full 180-degree radical change. It's best if you work slow in small steps keep in mind as well that not every suggestion works for every single aspie we're all different start each of these suggestions in small steps exploring which ones will work for you as an individual one other note if you feel yourself plowing headlong into that quicksand pit or perhaps you feel like you're in it and it's over your head and you just can't get out For example, you may feel like you don't want to do anything. You just want to kind of sit and veg. You're not interested in your games. You're not interested in your TV. You're not interested in your friends. Or perhaps you may want to sleep all the time. I had that problem. And you feel just low and you just don't want to do anything. I'd rather sleep than be awake and tolerate this. Okay, if you find yourself in that position... Even after trying my suggestions that I'm going to make, you may want to find professional counseling that can help you work through some of these things. Remember also that whomever it is that you seek for your help, they need to be trained and experienced with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder. So that may take a bit longer to find a psychologist or a psychiatrist who fits that bill, but it's extremely important for you to get the right kind of help. All right, let's get right to it with the first suggestion. Find an inspirational saying or a quote from a favorite person that's particularly inspiring for you. Not inspiring for someone else, just for you. And for some of you, it might just be an inspiring quote or a special scripture. What you do is kind of make a copy of it, print it on a piece of paper or write it out, and take that and tape it onto your mirror in the bathroom. And as well, put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your briefcase if you go to work. Put it anywhere where you're going to look at it often, and you'll always be reminded of how special and inspiring you are. Here's another. Stay away from negativism. This is hard and very difficult for some, because A lot of times, those of us who are Aspies rely on social media. We rely on that because we join groups and we read up other people who have the same condition as we do because we want to be reassured we're not the only ones on the planet who are like this. So we tend to get on these social platforms. And what the social media platform started out to be was a way for people to share ideas and share concepts, and learn from each other, but it's actually become a a platform for people to just air their grievances, and their anger, and their frustrations about anything in life, whether it be politics, or the weather, or their neighbor next door, or all people who are this or that or the other thing, stay away from that, because that's negativism, and it's not healthy for you to be absorbing it. You need to keep things positive, keep things up, because there is enough grief and sadness and anger and frustration in the world, but there's not enough joy. And we, as Aspies, can bring joy into a room by entering it if we so choose. So stay away from those negativisms, and especially social media, if you can possibly do it. Try it. Here's another make a playlist of your favorite upbeat music. My favorite music is oldies. Maybe it's because I'm so old. (laughs) I don't know. But make a little playlist on your iPod or your phone or whatever it is you listen to and put that playlist in and play it to yourself. Like when you're driving to work or driving to a friend's house or when you're going to the store. Um, It doesn't matter. Just listen to it because that'll help bring you up and bring you into more positive thinking and a positive outlook. Another way of circumventing the depression quicksand is to do fun, relaxing things, even if you don't feel much like doing it. Do it anyway. If you find that playing a particular game makes you feel good, and it's fun, and it's relaxing, go ahead and do that. Even if you kind of, I don't know if I really want to, go ahead and do it anyway. Do something that you know you love to do and go to it and do it. That'll help bring you up out of that slump when it starts to happen to you. And still another one is finding positive friendships. That's real important. Find people that are upbeat and positive and got excitement and that positive energy will come to you and you can absorb that and reflect it in your own life. Those are suggestions that I use, and here's just a couple more just to throw some in. If you take a happy picture or a fun memory like a group picture that makes you laugh, or maybe you went out on a a vacation, you met some folks and you had a great time and you took a selfie, put that on your mirror. Put that in your car. Put it on your phone. Make it so you look at that and you laugh. That helps bring you right out of a depression real quick. Lastly, Your physical health can play a significant role in your outlook and can be of great help in your battle against depression cycles. Try any of these, and they're in no particular order. First, get plenty of rest. Having a good sleep helps you feel refreshed because your brain does much of its work while you're sleeping. It organizes your thoughts and feelings and experiences of the day and helps settle some issues that may be bothering you. A lack of sleep will make you more irritable and jumpy, which can become a building block to depression cycles. Nutrition also plays a part in how you feel and, as a result, in your attitude. Try eating a more varied diet. You remember those routines I mentioned earlier? Sometimes we can develop routines of diet, only eating certain foods and ignoring others just because we created a routine. Try mixing it up once in a while with more balanced foods, like fruits, vegetables, maybe even a salad once in a while. Included in that is the fact that your body needs water. Try to drink a lot of water. If you're like me and you have a sensitivity against the taste of water, try using flavored water or diluted things like tea or lemonade. Having more water helps reduce the chances of fatigue because you don't get dehydrated as quickly. And pay attention to physical activity. Try taking a walk or a jog. <laughs> you won't catch me doing a jog. as It looks really comical. Ride a bicycle if you can. I have a stationary bike in my house. I tend to ride that once in a while. And if you can't get outside, try doing some really simple exercises. Now, I know that these ideas about physical health may sound really off the mark when we're talking about depression, but they really do help. Your mind and your body work together, and so by doing good things to help them both stay healthy as you can, will help you feel brighter and more energetic, which can be a big factor for holding off any prolonged depression, and even that depression quicksand. Now, I hope that these suggestions help you out, and they help you with your journey through life, and let me know how you're doing by emailing me at john at org, or you can contact me through the website, asbyland.org at com. Either of those will work. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to check out the website, asbyland.org, where you can subscribe to the podcast and read my story of how I got to where I am and how this is all created, and Please, if you would, try to make a donation if you can. That'd really help keep things going. Now stay safe, my friends. We'll meet up again the next time in Aspie Land. Thanks for listening to the Aspie Land podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not. Because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.